talking. Yo! What up? Coming to you live with the Outpitch Podcast! <laughs> oh, that's gonna be in there. I have to put it in there. Yo! <laughs> this is his typical farty voice. Coming um, at you with the Outpitch Podcast! Hey everyone, you're about to listen to episode 2 of the Outpitch Podcast, where I sit with my former Arcadia teammates, Kyle Farnholtz and Jake Lloyd. Great information in this podcast, specifically talking about coaching today's youth, as well as telling some of our crazy stories from college and what we learned and what attributes we transferred from sports to the real world. So I hope you enjoy everyone. Hey everybody, this is the Outpitch Podcast. I'm Chris Keezer, your host, and I got a great group of guys here today, two of my former Arcadia teammates, Kyle Farnholz and Jake Lloyd, uh, watching the College World Series, Michigan versus Vanderbilt. Michigan got off to a hot start, but uh, we're going to watch a little baseball and just talking about uh, different things that baseball is actually taught us and it, all the funny stories that we have and everything like that so we want you guys to be a part of it uh guys i actually want to start off with something really serious more about like mindset and uh attributes that you gain from baseball and kind of what uh you guys learn that you guys tra- like transfer those skills into your life right now uh open floor guys <laughs> uh, i think for me the biggest thing would definitely be it taught me how to deal with like adversity because nothing ever really came easy you always had to be better than one one more person yeah no i think that's oh my god that's 100 percent true Adver- I, I, I do i honestly believe that there's a lot of stuff going on today that these kids growing up they just don't they don't get that same that same feeling because i mean we got participation trophies that kids get like, yeah. you get a trophy for coming in 12th place yeah, like entitlement. you're getting a trophy for everything that you've ever done. When you when you get into the real world, it's not like that. That's why I kind of like high school too. High school and school ball. People don't really take like school ball too seriously uh, compared to like tournament teams. But winning in high school like meant something. Like you got like a trophy for being the best, not for participating. And I think those organizations like high school and school ball taught you that life isn't fair and you're not going to always come out on top but it makes you work harder in the off season work harder at practice um and you know it kind of builds that team unity where you're trying to fight adversity together um not everyone's like the same person everyone comes from different backgrounds different walks of life and i I think 100 percent people are just entitled with all these participation trophies and everything i i mean it's that's that's just how i feel about that it doesn't make people work hard. It kind of makes them lazy. Like, what about like our, like the teams like that we that I like we coach on just like spare time, kind of doing that. Like, it seems like they don't care as much as we do. And I, I'm, and I can tell you that I cared a lot when I played. It drives me insane. <laughs> Party's first. It absolutely <laughs> drives me insane when they show up and they are not ready to compete. I look forward all week to these damn tournaments, and I'm not even playing. 
even practice. Everybody at work notices when I have practice <laughs> after work because I am so much more pleasant when I have that. Because all, 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 all your clients hear about it. Yo, I got practice <laughs> after work. Everybody in the office Can't wait to get knows out of here. Five kids we had a bad off. weekend. I'm like, the kids did it again. And my boss is like, oh, no. Well, I had to let him have it, dude. I'm pissed off at 9 o'clock on Saturday already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the worst part about, like, about what we were talking about there, too, with, like, the kids not showing up and competing. Like, dude, it's... I don't, I don't understand. We get... They have beautiful days. They get to play fucking baseball. It's a privilege All you have for them to, do to get to come to these tournaments and baseball. they don't realize that. Yeah, and showing up on time is a big skill that you can transition into life. <laughs> Half a life is showing up. Yeah, dude. Like, I just, and like, none of them, I don't know, none of them, like, it doesn't seem like they ever, like, they don't want, it seems like they're completely okay with losing. They're just okay with just being average. No one wants to go out there. I told these guys we won to like a the 2021 team. So they're 2020, um, and they're playing 2021. They only won three one uh, three one, and they scored in the last inning. Um, the other team, and I literally walk out after everyone shakes hands and stuff, and I'm like, guys, what are we doing? We won three to one to competition. That was not even on our level. It was not even on our level, and you guys are literally showing up, and you're like, okay, we're okay with just winning. I want you guys going out there dominating. I want you guys go out there just, like, trying to go four for four. You know, try to freaking take the extra base. Be aggressive. And, like, I just think the baseball IQ is so low, even for these advanced teams. There is just very small stuff that I don't see a lot of kids doing. Something as simple as the last guy who gets out... I don't see kids on my team grabbing his hat, grabbing his glove, and meeting that guy out on the field like, let's go, man. Yeah, does not happen. Does not happen at all. Absolutely Something as not. small as that does not happen. Something that got a lot of publicity within the last 24 hours was Vanderbilt's players were doing their press conferences. After their press conference, what did they do? Got up tucked their chair in and walked away. Saw that clip all over Twitter today. Stuff as little as that. Yeah, those are like those are just being like no detail oh, good too Samaritan, small. like just yeah, like the smallest details are the biggest things that coaches notice. Oh, absolutely. Hustle on and off the field, like body language on the field. If you make a bad play, you're ready for the next one, you know, you're you're not getting down because that just brings negative vibes to the whole team. And puts pressure on them to make the next play. If you show that you're calm and you can make the next play, and like you're confident that you can do it, if you want the ball the next play, you know that just brings like that positive energy to everyone else that they're like ready to make the next play. And that's like something that coaches see. Like our one, our second baseman um, this weekend, he only came to he only came to one game. He was all he was out on Sunday, but on Saturday after the game, like Delaware was like asking about him. Udell was. And I literally was sitting there listening to, like, him talk to our head coach. And I was like, ready to bring out, like, so you didn't see him, like, walk on and off the field. You didn't see him make bonehead plays, mental mistakes in the field. Like, yeah, he might have talent, but, like, you really want to work on a project mentally. Like, that's like a project from a mental side. Like, physical mistakes you can fix. 
not having baseball IQ and making and like making those mental mistakes and not learning from them and like repeatable offenses of the same thing and you like you want him I was like I don't know what that coach we saw two different games I think They're just like the kids they just and I tell them I put in what their what was head. his stat line he went like two for three with like a double in the gap and, and like he was he, he, he had a good guess is, he, he, like, is he like a solid hitter He's a solid hitter. He's undersized. Undersized? Okay, then there goes DH right out of the window. So I was thinking, you know, if he's like a bigger second baseman. He's, sm- like he's small. He's undersized, yeah. I was just wondering if his game popped that much to make everything else worth. I think it's because of the level of competition. I thought that the kids weren't that good. I thought the second Sand Sharks team was really good. Like, at least that was a 2020 team. And they had one kid already committed to St. John's. He had the size, and he seems like a ball player, too. So I was okay. like, okay, there's a reason why this kid's where he is. But no, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, the level of competition wasn't there. I thought the pitch, the pitcher that we faced on Saturday was throwing, like, 75. Yeah, it seems about right. But he, apparently yeah. he was cutting and running the ball, like, really yeah, well. Dude. This year, I don't have any arms that really blow it out. Last year, I had a couple arms that blew it out. Get up with a 86, 87. I don't have any of those power arms this year. Dude, I just, I'm just thinking about when we were younger. We had such good talent. Faced some ridiculous teams on the weekend. Yeah, dude. These kids are... It was, it was so... It was, it was a good time. We, we got to see a lot of, like, dude, there's a ton of kids that, like, we know that are either drafted or with a minor league club. Yeah. Some with major league club. Oh, my like, God, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Huh. And it's just because My senior year, this one team, Nazareth. Oh, Nazareth. dude, I got pummeled by them in the playoffs. <laughs> Where the heck is Nazareth? In the Lehigh Valley. That's about as good as it Description I could give you. <laughs> that is the description you're gonna give me about like, Lehigh Valley. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Nope. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Everyone so, let's that. That year they had a guy named Pacioli who got he went to Lehigh and eventually got drafted. He oh boy did he go deep. There was a shortstop that uh, that graduated in 2013 that got drafted by the Yankees from Manhattanville. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Before we got here, the year. I was really big into watching so, Arcadia baseball. <laughs> I, I got like that's like something too. Like these kids are following D three teams. Like, like, no, dude, like these, these, they don't. It blows my mind. We don't even have a kid that I could honestly answer. Like raise his hand and say, "Hey, I watched. I watched the College World Series yesterday." Oh, my team got grilled. Who's in the College World Series? And they said I, what? Like, like they could. They like, asked them what's going on, and they couldn't even tell you the College World Series was taking place. They had no idea. <laughs> like, like, what, dude, like that's incredible. Just like think about that. They, they're obviously playing the game because some part of them wants them to be like an MLB player or like a Division One baseball player. Yet they don't watch it. Like, why wouldn't you use the free TV? It's free for them because their parents obviously have to pay for it. But like. Why would Why you would not, you not use that resource. to your so resource? A, like you can YouTube videos. Oh, you're you're on fucking YouTube. You're on the YouTube. Like watch all this nonsense. Like we did wait. We did waste like an hour watching someone barbecue. <laughs> yeah, well that's fucking phenomenal. And I'm telling you, you should definitely check it out. It's brisket. 
<laughs> well, I just said, I just, well, I didn't even, I didn't even say the type of meat. Well, I just want to let him know. I was telling, yeah. I was trying to tell my brother about how we watched that video, and I could not think of what he was cooking. I was like, yeah, brisket, <laughs> dude, it's amazing. <laughs> Kyle looks succulent. <sighs> I we like people would say you wasted an hour watching. Guy barbecue. I was like, no, I invested in an hour. <laughs> did you learn how to do it the same way he did it? Oh, uh, I, I learned I a lot. Learned, I definitely, you definitely learn stuff. Like just like then it was worth it. It's got the investment then. And like, dude, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to cool. smoke some food someday. Dude, that's cool. Dude, like even like in baseball videos, like I watch like Tim Lincecum all the time because I used to throw like him. Yeah, like, I dude, used to, same. Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, you used to feel like him, too. Timmy boys. Timmy. <laughs> Big time Timmy Jim. How you doing? Lloyd, I think, like, the, one of the first conversations we ever had that were, like, more than two se- uh, sentences in, like, college, which started getting used to me. Um, <laughs> Definitely think, not Timmy. It, it was about Tim. It was about Tim Lissick. We both had a fat head on, it, on the oh, wall. I had, I, had the, I had the mini one, and he had the I big one. I got the one. big guy. Yeah, he thought it was cool. I got Tim Lissick right behind my head, just... That was like from the 2008 season, and then they came out with the one that I had in 2010 after the 2009 yeah. Cy Young season because he had longer hair. God, I know, I, I know, I know everything about Tim Lincecum. <laughs> That's absurd. Fantastic guy. I wish I met him. <laughs> I do. I had so many opportunities to watch, go see him pitch, and I just didn't take advantage of it. Him and Jose Fernandez, I regret that. Oh, dude, oh. Jose. R.I.P. It's a shame that we can never see that dude play again. Rough. Not even just his skill, but dude, the enthusiasm he brought. Dude, he is. His what, smile was one of the most, like, pictured smile oh, he's, in the MLB. Oh yeah, he's time, wait, it was fucking. He's one guy that the MLB definitely needs. Dude, he never even got to his big deal. <laughs> no, dude. No, and no. he was filthy. So young. Oh my god. Everything moved, dude. Every every pitch, his fastball exploded off his hand, but it moved like three or four inches, like with like uh, either cut or ran. Ventura. Oh yeah. Oh. Was that like a car accident? Yeah. In the minute dude, I heard something that apparently it it, it was it wasn't a Dominican Republic dude, and I heard a story that he was like. They purposely crashed the car. It was like a hit. And he got, like, beaten and left for dead. That's, uh, yeah, dude. I read, I read that story somewhere. Like, not too long ago. Because it came out right after Big Poppy got shot. It was definitely Machado. Put, put the hit on him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Now we're Allegedly. Allegedly. From an unknown source. <laughs> My mind. Allegedly. <laughs> You say allegedly, you can get away with anything. That's what I learned that from Barstool. As long as you throw it allegedly out there, you're okay. <laughs> oh God! Do you think, think Barstool right now is watching the game and just talking about it? Portnoy's oh, probably dude, there. Yeah. They might be doing an electric chair or something like that. Crap. Oh. Um. Dude. Like yeah. what? Oh, where are you going no, go ahead, what were you going to say? Ooh, silence. <laughs> watching watching uh, Vanderbilt play is like one of my favorite things to watch in like, college baseball. I think they're so pure. So pure. Isn't Brownie's like, cousin the pitching coach? Yeah. What's, what's the pitching coach's name? 
Fuck, I, I should no be. Idea. <laughs> I should be one of the kids on the team. Oh, you don't know who the pitching coach is, Mandy? <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> I don't know his name. Those are some luscious locks, though. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Kerr. Is it Jimmy Kerr? Yeah, Jimmy Kerr's the only name I learned. He's the first baseman. That was not him. Those things are just like... Oh, no, wait. There's a good story with him about number zero, too, with one of the guys, one of his brothers or something. Oh, shit, his, like, brother died? Yeah. Remember when Jonah's brother died? <laughs> that was wild. That was so crazy, dude. I didn't even know what to say to him. Nope. All of a sudden. Yeah, and how it happened and everything, that was insane. Dude, that was just unbelievable. Like, you, you don't see, like, you don't know how good you have it until something like that happens to, like, one of your teammates. Or happens to you. Like, putting the game in perspective, like, you're still going to be able to wake up the next day. And that's, like, something you have to, like, think about. Like, if you have a bad day at work, like, you're lucky that, like, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. You at least get to go back. It's a privilege that you have a job that you get to go back and do the next day. Yeah. And, like, you mess up that day. Like, that's why I love being a reliever, dude. Is because I had an opportunity each day to prove my worth to the team. And if I failed, like, okay, like, what I learned from the, what I learned from it. And then how can I apply it to my next, like, appearance. And, to, like, to come out victorious. One of the most annoying things that I encountered being a starter was that people thought just because you started meant you couldn't relieve. That was one of the most annoying things about going to Arcadia was you had your weekend starters and all that. When I was at NCC, dude, it didn't matter. I just pitched. Like, but there was, like, like your preparation, like... I, I had, like, a weird preparation, obviously, like, from, like, the sixth inning. I mean, like, for the first five innings, I was in there, like, cheering on the team, being, like, a, like an energy guy. And then, like, by the sixth inning, I'm, I'm silent, and I'm out in the bullpen, like, stretching, ready to go. Like, I think preparation is something that you have to do each and every day, whether it's, like, your practice work, your, like, you know, self-development, and then your routine in the game to get you as ready as possible for that one moment. Which, like, I think you can, like, translate that into work. I mean, you guys, like, prepare. You guys get there early. You guys prepare for the day. Stay late. Stay late. Yeah, do whatever you gotta do in order to finish the job. Which, I like, I think, like, athletes have that, I want to be the best at what I do, and I don't want anyone to beat me. It kills me when other people at work rush to finish their last task just to get out the door instead of taking their time and doing it right and making sure everything gets done. Yeah, like, you know what, that's on you for not managing your time properly. That, like, like you could, we could go into practice, get there, and go through our stuff, and we could leave because we didn't have to do BP like where we had to stand in the outfield for like five hours while the hitters... Yeah, it got much better towards the end of our careers, but dude, those first two years. You remember that bullshit was 17 degrees, bro? <laughs> and we're outside, and, the, and we're just standing at the fence like a bunch of assholes, and we're just Pinterest, watching the fucking hitters. I completely lied to Lloyd and told him I threw up. I don't know why I lied to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we both ran into the porta yeah, potty. We were looking for any dude. source of warmth. Oh that my god! No, because I think if I said that to like Tom Wagner, he would have been like, "Get the fuck out of here." And like, I, Tom, I'm gonna have Tom as a guest on my like normal show, and we're gonna like talk like about leadership and like kind of what he learned from baseball and being an athlete and like how he applied it to you know his job 
know, he's, I think he's a project manager now. So, like, you know, he has to be a leader and he has to manage all these different work streams. So, like, I think he's someone you just don't mess with. Like, he's, like, a guy you just... Oh, yeah. You don't, like, he's, he... Like, he would even... He's, like, I wasn't the best player on the field, but having me on the field won us games that year. And that... And he's the... And, like, I love Tom. I love him. And he's the perfect example of, of that. Like... He, like he said, he didn't have the like the most talent as some other kids on the team, but he did everything that he could control at one hundred and ten percent. Oh, and that's what like is the biggest problem with the kids on my team. They just they they don't they don't do that that stuff that you can control in the game. Like they don't hustle. They don't like we're like we were talking about before. They they're not running on and off the field. They're not, like, looking sharp on strikeouts, throwing it around the diamond. Dude, like, they make none of that... Routine plays are looked... Or, like, they look, look so hard. hard. Yeah. You're not taking a good route to the ball. You're not doing this. Like, what are you doing in practice to change that? Well, they dick around in practice, dude. And then if you try and tell them to do something, they're like, well, why, do we, why would we do that? I told, I told one of my kids, like, we were, tell, we were telling them during I.O., I, like, we, we were having first base go to third base on just a regular ground ball, and I said to him, like, why don't we have first throw to second because it's more of, like, a realistic throw, and then we'll have short work on the on their pump jump pump fake and then throw it back to third. And I told our shortstops this, and they literally were like, well, why would we do that? Why would we pump fake? You don't want to deceive the other team. You're not authentic. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You're fake. I couldn't believe that they actually said that. I was and I and I said, if you want to see how pump fake works, please go watch Chase Utley in the two thousand eight World Series. Just watch that. Just watch that play. That's like like that's huge just, play. It's just another baseball IQ kind of thing. Like those are the little things that you dude, shouldn't know. There's there's tw- there's twenty seven outs in a baseball game. If you can steal any of the outs on something like that, just on a simple pump fake, then why won't you just do it? Why not try it? It's, you're stealing it out yeah. because they're messing up. You're making them do stupid shit on the base pass. Why wouldn't you do it? I don't condone stealing, but you know I'll, t- I'll right. take it out. When I get- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's unbelievable. I don't know. Oh, getting the bullpen. It's just hot. crazy how they don't notice little things. Dirt like, ball reads is one thing that drives me nuts. Our te- I will say our team's not bad at that. My team is awful at it, and other teams do it to us all day, and I'm like, fellas, that's like exactly what I w- would like you guys to do. Dude, we ran we ourselves. We can't do a hit and run. Dude, we ran ourselves out of an inning. Yeah, like the last inning, um, it, our first game, we lost our first game in uh, Diamond Nation, and we got two runners on, no outs, the kid that's up should have bunted. He's been, he in practice in freaking BP. He bunts like five. He's the only one that bunts. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's fast. He's fast as hell. This dude's gonna bunt. I was like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm in tes- anticipation. I'm ready to put a hand on him if he if runners over. That's a tie run on second. I was ready to put a hand on him, and uh, and he just fucking daddy hacks. <laughs> and hits a sack fly. It's like a sack fly to right. Kid on third. Runs get safe, and then the kid on first. I'm like, dude. Like tag and like see where the throw's going. The other team executed and hit the cutoff, 
and our guy ran it's too cold. far. Ran, ran too far. Got halfway to second, and he's like, "Oh shit! They hit the cutoff, man!" Like, 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 what's, like what's that guy doing? There? The biggest surprise known to man. Wow, they actually hit the cutoff, man. Yeah, they've been probably watching Bandy. Like, <laughs> they've been watching that Major League Baseball. Unlike, Dude, you, I, unlike I, you guys, I'll say actually, my team. I told my outfielders they missed about three cutoff men in the very first game, and I lost my mind. I lost my mind. Because I, and I went up to him and I said, like, listen, your job as an outfielder, rather than catching a fly ball and, like, doing all that, keep the double play alive. That's what we want you to do. We want that double play to be alive at all times. So that means you hate your fucking cutoff men. Find your cutoff man, throw it. I said, I don't care if you two or three hop him in there. If, if that runner doesn't advance, then he does. Then, then that double play is in order. Then we give ourselves a much better chance of getting out of this inning. Oh yeah. And dude, they they have done a very good job actually. And they don't. That's one. That's the one thing that they've actually listened to me on. I get mad because it all just depends on which team shows up for me. You get the ones that don't care. Well, like, no, it's just certain nope. days they turn it on. Other days it's like, oh yeah. Like, but like, do you ever like? Do you talk to him at the at the end of the game, and you're like, guys, where is this energy every day? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. It's like talking to a wall, though. I don't know if they really understand what I'm saying when I talk to them. I don't mean to cut you off right there. Like, to that, like, I love going back to our, our like my senior year in college. I love going back. Like we showed up because like there's a major difference. Like, all right, Arcadia, my for our our freshman year and your junior year, Farney. We went nine and twenty nine, and that team showed <laughs> up. And I, mean, I literally showed up, and I was like, I could tell each and every day whether we were gonna win or we were gonna lose. And obviously, I only showed up nine times, thinking we were gonna win, because uh, <laughs> those are the days we had the most energy. And like, no matter what anyone said, there was no one looked at as a leader from the upper class besides like the juniors, the ju- the junior class. I don't think was, the leaders that we calm, had dude. were good leaders at the time. It was Tom again still. It was still Tom. Tom was like a leader like Dude, Tom, from the very first day that we got to Arcadia. Yeah, I think Tom like talked to us like as a team, like brought us together as a team and like Yeah, dude. Tom was Tom was the man. He he's what instilled he he was a big part I truly believe he was a big part of why we were the team we were when we were seniors. Because we, we loved Tom, and we really brought, like, we understood where he was coming from as, like, a leader, and, like, we could tell, like, he wanted to win, and so did we. And the great thing is, good leaders, great leaders, create more leaders, and that's and what he, he did. did exactly that. Dude. He did his job. He's, like, he understood, and I'm going to probably tell him this when he's on the podcast later, he understood that we had the talent to win, we just had to get our minds right and focus mainly on baseball. Yep. And, like, that's... And that's exactly what, like, we were there. We had another, we had a job. That was a job. We put in 40 hours a week on, on baseball. I, 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 might, have put, I might have put five. After waking up at 5 a.m. all winter long. You mean for seven straight weeks? Yeah, seriously. Our that was fun. Dome practices. I hate the dome. We just, we just decided to, like. Do conditioning <laughs> in the friggin' snow. It was like, it was like what, like a, almost like a foot. It was like ten inches. The, fa- the thing that made that practice okay is that the fucking Nestle got attacked by the dog. Toby, the new coach. Toby, the new coach. 
is introduced and has his dog right next to him. Dude, that was like right after he was hired, dude. Alright, guys. He, he you guys want to run hard? Have my dog come and tackle you. I thought he was going to put Nestle in a freaking, uh, oh like, attack suit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a German <laughs> Shepherd that... I was ripped his pants right off. It was, it was a German dude. Shepherd that, like, were all, like, bob squads. Like. Oh, my God. And like, those canine dogs. Yeah. That was hilarious. Taking down criminals and, like, Nestle. Just because he had a tattoo on his forearm. <laughs> he was also from Florida, dude. Anything happens in Florida. Yeah. I, oh my God. Nestle. I just like a lot of these. A lot of the guys, though, like, are great dudes. But like some of them, like I just don't think like made an impact on me as much as Tom. Like I'm around like you guys all the time, so like I think of, like times of like stories that we had, like we're just like us talking like as pitchers, like in the bullpen or, like, on the bench. But, like, Even Tom was... Just roommates, too, man. Yeah, we, we talked to each other about everything. Like, yeah. Huh. But, but yeah, back to my, <laughs> back to my point. <laughs> <laughs> the crit, the crit special. <laughs> my nickname's Crit. Crit Pants. Just a, fun, just a fun thing for you guys. <laughs> Justin Chasmar, you can, you can ask him the story. Well, I'll get him on the podcast. <laughs> I'll get him on the podcast We'll talk about the nickname Crit Pants <laughs> That's not anything What you guys would expect It's unbelievable Like <laughs> Friggin Oh my god But back to Tom I, I <laughs> You see this 8.1 mil Oh eight, Yeah that's a lot of money Dude it's the highest It's the highest Any draft pick has ever gotten That's pretty sweet. I think Gru got like 3.2 Is Boris his Asian? I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah, Boris is pretty dope. He was on part of my take not too long ago. Bor- yeah, dude. Bor- Boris, like, everyone, 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 hate, everyone hates him because he tries to, like, suck the money out of owners. Like, owners should be investing. If they had the money, like, this is, like, a hot... That's, like, one of the highest revenue sports other than football and maybe basketball. Bob Nutting, if you're listening, you can tune out right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't... Actually, you need to list it up because... No, he doesn't care about this type of information. I don't think, I don't think Bob... He heard, he heard losing money and fucking had a heart attack. Is he the GM? Yeah. Like, I don't... No, think he's the owner. I'm pretty... Uh, Neil Huntington is the GM. Okay. <laughs> like, he's counting his dollars. He has a beautiful ballpark that would have... Like, the city would, in like, embrace like they did in 2013. Dude, they shut it's down It's not like you city. don't make money if you win. Dude, like, that's what I understand what he... Like, what he's doing it's right in, now. Like, if you spend the money on players, dude, you're gonna get... One, more jersey sales. Two, more people in your stadium, which is then going to get those $12.50 beers. I, dude, I was at a game earlier this year, and it was seventeen fifty for a cheeseburger and french fries. That was more than your ticket. Yeah, it was more than my ticket. And you had good seats. <coughs> a lot of, a lot of like... Dude. He's taking, like, the minor league approach to business. Like he, like, he wants to get people in the stadium just to... Have like have them go in there. Like it's like just anything. It's anything. Like the, like the Yankees have so many vendors, so they can apply to so many demographics, which is awesome. But like it put it like getting people in the seats. You don't have a problem getting people to buy one hundred fifty dollars tickets for, uh, you know, second deck, uh, outfield. Like people like people spend that money to go a Yankee game. Like you don't see that from the Pittsburgh fans because they're not given the resources for their team. And, and that's like any guy, and you're not going to see any success. Yeah, it's just it's like they got they got some good players and like 
But they're just inconsistent. Yeah. And like he's doing, like he's done nothing to really like fix that consistency and like actually show a little compete. I mean, the three years they went to the playoffs, they they didn't make like any moves. No. They made like no moves during the season and like at the All Star, I mean, not at the All Star, right at the trade deadline, they didn't they didn't trade for anybody to better their team for the long haul. Like they're a guy that has to get a big name. It's not like with New York they get like smaller caliber players. Like my, one guy I think of for the two thousand nine run is Jerry Harrison Jr. from Cincinnati. Harrison was putting like a good year up. Yeah, I remember Jerry Harrison. Dude, he was at Old Timers Day yesterday. I listened to. Was him. he? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> little Jer. Uh, <laughs> little Jer. Uh, no, like, that was a guy, he scored the game-winning run, like, the walk-off uh, run in the second game of the ALCS, and, like, that was a guy that brought energy, like, like, dude, he was telling a funny, like, great story, like, about, like, great leaders, like, no, everyone talks about how Mo is, like, a great leader, and you just don't realize that it was the little things he did on and off the field with his work ethic, but, like, the first person that approached Jerry Harrison Jr. when he came over in 2009 was Mariano Rivera, and he said, welcome home. Like, and just, and just walked away. Like, if you if you don't get, if you don't get pumped up after that, like, want to run through a wall for that guy, like, I don't know, like, what. Like, that guy just gave him a hug and, uh, and was like, welcome home. That's pretty sweet. And he's like, He's like, I felt like, he, and Jerry Harrison said because of that, I felt like I was on the team for the full year. Right. Because they were already killing it by July. Yeah, dude, that's, that's then, pretty cool, man. And, like, he helped them win those, like, last, like, eight games against Boston. Like, he, like that's, like, those are the kind of guys you need on a team, too. Like, those are guys that make shit happen. Uh, just, like, you know, they fill in. They do the dirty work. They're not a star, but they're going to go out there and play hard for nine innings or longer until the game last pitch is thrown and they're going to be going 110%. And that, like, feeds to the stars to, like, kind of pick up on their work ethic because you can't just win on talent alone. And then that, 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 that's talent. Talent doesn't work hard. Dude, and that, like, that 2019 was so closely niche, and that's what I kind of go back to our example with the 2017 team. It felt like it felt so much different from any other team I have ever been on. We did everything together, and we didn't have to get forced to do it. No, yeah, dude, there was, like, I could have actually hung out with all but one kid, like, individually, and, like, really, like, and I, it really wouldn't have been a problem. Like, I would have had a great time with anybody. I think I could have, I, I think I'm just a different person. I would probably hang out with everyone, but like, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. there, there's guys that you're just, like, I don't know how long I can deal with him. I just wouldn't be able to put up with this nonsense, and I would have called him out on it, and it would have gotten very awkward. <laughs> so like good pitcher good kid yeah he just again dude he got complacent me, me guy he got very complacent he had a very good freshman year he got very complacent and lost everything he lost his velo he lost his confidence he lost everything see like that's one thing that's what makes great players like good players great players is that they're never happy they're never content with where they're at they always want to get better that's why you have to see the best like entrepreneurs and business people and, and workers get where they are with, with like money that they're compensated as well as the uh acknowledgement that they get because of the of that single fact that they're never complacent with where they're at yesterday's success is yesterday's success what are you doing for me today that's like the, that's the mindset that these guys need to have yeah. Dolphins coach. 
His saying is, rents due every day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that guy farted pumped up. Love it. Rents due every day. <laughs> They're going to have to be homeless if they go over five. Stop. Don't say stuff like that. Sorry, I'm not trying to jinx it. <laughs> no. I, have no, I have nothing personal against the Dolphins. Tank for Tua. It's all right. Tank. I don't even want Tua, though. Yeah, why would you want... Yeah, dude, you got Josh Rhodes. Yeah, Josh. No, dude. <laughs> I kind of like from. He's a he's a, just a natural QB. Like he's the typical, stereotypical. I like from. Like quarterback. Him. Carson Wentz was a very nat like naturally looking quarterback, and look at look what happened. He freaking broke out. He just he just fits, he just fits the Eagles' offense too. He can't stay healthy. When he falls back, <laughs> you're gonna be pissed real soon. Dude, if they do go on a losing streak, that is totally gonna be happening. Oh, that yeah. won't be chanted 100. percent If they lose like two games in a row, and you know one Philly, at least like 20 like Philly fans are gonna like call in and be like, okay, this is like a trade that I was thinking. <laughs> get rid of Wentz. Get rid of him. Yeah. We, go, we, go, we, we trade Wentz for Foles straight off. That's that's it. Fuck the fact that he brought you to an eleven three season when before he got was hurt. Was the MVP when, of the league when he yeah, Tom Brady won? It should have been Carson Wentz. Yeah. Unless Win- Wentz wins a Super Bowl, though, he'll never be looked at the same way Nick Foles is. Nope. No, and it's a, it's a damn shame. Because I think he would have won. Those. He would have won that year, absolutely. I think he would have. And he would have won MVP if he if he would if he finished out the season. I think that team was destined for the Super Bowl. Hey, perfect like, example of a grinder guy who just showed up and did his job. Nick Foles, baby. Seriously. Yeah, dude. I mean, I. Think and then he was perfectly content with going back on the bench afterwards. Like I'm sure he loved playing, and he's like, he's like, that's not my role though. Like, he was my a role guy who knew his role was gonna do his job. Dirty works being the backup QB. It's not as glorious as being the starter. I think that's okay I, with it. I think that's one exception to being content is that if you know your role and you know where you're most effective at don't change it I mean yeah dude and like he could also just like like fitting into the role like he could just be a great mesh for that team oh. like, and like he was obviously a good backup quarterback and like if he wasn't going to start for anybody else which I don't think he would have been a starter for anybody else in the league that year no. like why wouldn't you stay in Philadelphia where like you've had success before he had that unbelievable run. What was it? Twenty-seven touchdowns, two two interceptions. Yeah, with Chip stuff. Kelly. Yeah, like he was. It was insane. Dude, I just saw an image of a snow cone. That's so hype. I yeah, got I looked want delicious. A snow cone. Dude, they were pouring the flavor on the shaved ice, and I was just like, "Ooh, that would be so cone. sick to have right now." Like, hey, little girl, give me that. Give me that. Snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> the caravan just tastes it. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Never been. <laughs> I'd like to go sometime and see it. I Hell think it'd yeah, be cool. Dude, dude visiting every... Like, I'm going like, when Arcadia makes it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not in Appleton, Wisconsin anymore. Where is it now? Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Ah, Des Moines. NCC, Another place I've never they been. made it to the NCAA World Series for JUCO. Cumberland won it all this year. It was Cumberland versus Gloucester, Region 19 battle. Really? Dude, that kid went to Campbell, dude. I don't, I don't think he's there anymore, but he probably set the tone there. 
they had some good players. My brother went to a uh, showcase down there one time, um, and it was it was just like a sick field. Like it's very intimate, but like they have a nice facility, dude. Campbell. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cumberland. So sorry. Remember Cumberland? Oh, God. <laughs> we, t- we have to tell the story. Anyone remember Cumberland? Dude, we had we, yes. we saw the first time that we ever saw a brawl that was just between one not, team. Not even that, dude. It was our first collegiate game for me and you. Yeah. It was our first collegiate game. It was a fall. It was a fall game, but yeah, it was our first like collegiate game because we had the whole team. I, I I'll take that as a collegiate game. Um, dude, so, uh, dude, I need I. <laughs> Lord, you have to tell it. I, I, I just want to throw in my two cents, Dorian. I just remember, like, we're, you know, where everybody's just sitting there. They just hit a leadoff double, all right? So, our pitcher just gets back on the mound. Guy steps into the box. Who's pitching? Connor Travis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Connor Travis. That's right. He had one. And I just remember Arsenal. Running around like, what do I do? What do I do? We're like, Connor, it's not us. Come back. <laughs> like, what happened? Connor Arsenal trying to pick a fight with someone. He's not even part of our team. He's not even part of our team. Oh, shit. Sorry, did I step on you? Dude. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Lloyd, Lloyd was down a while and burnt his feet up really bad. Those things are look disgusting. Dude. They are. <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm just being open, man. Transparent. No, but dude, so leading up to this... To Connor Arsenal, dude. He's our pitcher set for the pitch, and the second base, the kid on second base just fucking takes off to the outfield. <laughs> out of the baseline, out of the baseline. After respectfully taking his helmet off and setting it on the base, I will say. So very polite. That's something you have to take out of that. So naturally, little things, <laughs> little things, the details. <laughs> naturally, what happens next is the the batter. Drops his bat and books it. No, again, the helmet came off first and was politely set <laughs> on the ground on its two ears. And then he booked it. Connor Travis, looks, it. Connor Travis is like, damn, I must suck if this guy's Connor putting Travis, bat down. <laughs> Connor Travis looks like a deer and caught in the headlights. Just doesn't know what to do. Blinking so many times. I love him. And then Connor just is... This kid is... Oh, my God. He's, he's hysterical. Always looking for a fight. Always looking for something, like, to get, like, team hype. <laughs> he always wanted to be that guy. <laughs> always wanted to be that guy. And then that would be like, one then, of, then he'd be like, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> one of the best individuals I've met in my career. Absolutely hysterical. Just looking looking for someone to punch. Dude, dude. that kid, talk about an unsung, like, unsung leader was Connor Arsenal. Oh, yeah. Dude, he... Breathe Arcadia baseball, dude. Oh yeah, loved it. Absolutely lives for it, dude. It was so funny. He would be in his like uniform. Like he probably slept in his uniform. <laughs> you don't want to be late. Could uh, <laughs> <laughs> could it be late, dude? It was unbelievable how much Connor cared about the team, and like that's another guy that kind of. Set the tone for the leader for like the leadership from our class. He's a glue guy. He was a guy that uh, kept the team together because he was a guy that was gonna talk to everybody no matter what. I remember Tadero when he did it like Tadero first, 
And like, he would, he would always come up to me and be like, hey, you see today I'm not working as hard? Like, <laughs> like, like full, like full on sweat. Like, like Connor again, you worked out today. Like, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like, pumping your, your t-shirt, like trying to prove it to me that you're Some sweating. Some of us also just don't sweat as much as you know fat. <laughs> Dude, it was unbelievable. It was so funny. Connor Arsenal. Uh, uh, even but then after all that, dude, remember the bullpen was the most, <laughs> dude, the most amazing thing. Oh, dude! Like during going back to this fight, dude. So this kid booking it into the bullpen, then, and this kid's warming up, you know, just hanging out. Stops like stops throwing immediately. The entire team is chasing this kid in the bullpen. Running after this kid takes a crow hop and throws about. It had to about be about equivalent of like a ninety-four mile an hour fastball. For the, di- Straight, for the distance, yeah, with the distance and everything. Straight into this dude's back. This <laughs> this dude didn't even fucking break stride, bro. No, I was and just right kept up. fucking booking it to our fence, which was one of those snow fences. So like you could like pick like it was held in by a stake and like you could move it if you had to. Like it would get taken down when we were playing. This kid takes the stake out of the ground and starts swinging it at a group of 40 fucking kids, dude. And he's still continuing to talk shit. Just fucking swinging it, like... And these kids are all just talking around and looking at him, and he just books it towards the fence, hops over, and... Dude, that thing was barbed wire, too. Yeah, just said, fuck this barbed wire, and just jumped it. I mean... You're at the point where 40 guys are ready to kick the crap out of you. Yeah, you're not and, thinking And you got, a fa- you got a fastball into the spine, and then you're, <laughs> and then you're, fight, you're fighting someone with a stake. pretty high, but I'm wearing Yeah, The guy's fucking fending people off like he's a lion tamer with a stake. I then, think one of the best underlying details of that story is that the game was delayed because we had to wait for church to get over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we tried starting before one. And then that atrocity happens on their poor little field. Dude. And dude, the, the best part of it all is that kid drove all the way from Cumberland to talk shit. What's the story behind that? And get beat up. He, he, he broke... He, he sucker punched one of their players and broke, and broke his, his jaw, his jaw at, a, at a party the weekend before. Shit. And like he came to the fucking game from Cumberland to Arcadia to talk shit on Cumberland and stand and like stand behind their bench and like two kids came out of the porta potty and that's how the fight started because they noticed him. Oh shit! And he was talking shit still. And dude, all of a sudden was, they just squared up out of the porta potty. It was crazy. It was hysterical. <laughs> I hope you wash your hands. Second craziest that, thing that I've that ever seen. The first craziest thing was having one of my teammates leave because they had a baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's well, the only thing that tops the fight for me. Dude, life hits you hard, you know? You have a kid at, like, what, 19? He has, like, 20. Oh, okay. I guess that's... Give him a little bit older. <coughs> but, like, that was insane, though, when he's yelling, Coach, I gotta go. The baby's coming. He's like, yup, we understand. See you later, buddy. <laughs> that was weird. You ever seen that, you ever seen the movie? Uh, oh, go, the one with freaking Freddie Prinze Jr. Summer Catch. Summer Catch. I love Summer Catch. Dude, remember when like nice best yeah. closer in the league. Dude, dude, he fucking had a perfect or no hitter going, and he just decides I gotta go chase that Jessica Biel. <laughs> you wouldn't go chase Jessica Biel. 
Uh, Not if I got no fucking hitter. Dude, yeah. that's no the best shot. in the league, and he still went to the pros and got to serve it up to Ken Griffey. He's doing all right. For the Phillies, no less. Yup. But he started out with the Mud Hens. Oh, yeah. No shot on chasing after him to no hitter on the uh, Perry Cox was the agent that signed him from uh, Scrubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Fun little fact, yeah. He had a mustache in that, too. He did. I was about to say, you had a nice little mustache. Listen, Barbie. <laughs> but, like, I think that's, like, a good depiction of, like, summer summer league. Yeah, well, that oh, was that the was cape, great. Right? That was the cape. Yeah. I love Brubaker. <laughs> but he was in a slump, then he laid down the bump for a single, then all of a sudden went on a tear. No, ba- no matter how bad that movie is, like, from a romantic standpoint, and, like, just... Like, I, I like think, it for I, the baseball. I think the baseball is actually very accurate, as in, like, the personalities you have on a team. Because you have those crazy guys, like Rob Worrell and Jordan Hoffman. God, I want them on the podcast. <sighs> um, they have some good stories. You can hear about Sir Vlad. Oh. I can just hear about the one story from our freshman year. Which one? There were plenty. When Hoff told... Told Rob to meet him at his room and get his room. They were a head coach's room number. Rob naturally has a Miller Light in hand. Or was it in between games? It was oh, in between it, games. In between in the morning. In between. It was a JV game in the afternoon. He knew he wasn't gonna pitch, so he was having a good time. I think Wizard li- like lighted up the, the radar gun. Yeah, Wiz threw a curveball that didn't even register. <laughs> yes, I was doing the. It was, I was amazing. Doing the gun. I was doing stuff like that. That was why I say we don't have the right leaders in place the first year, though. Because would that have happened the second year? What? Like having like, beers in between games. Oh, beers in between games. Um, no. Oh, not having a beer be- like a night before a game, or even having a beer, uh, in general during baseball season. We kind of. We kind of put on ourselves to, like... We didn't really drink that second year during the season. No. Partying was still a big thing Party? first year. But, like, there was also, like, no one went to the parties either. Like, even if they didn't drink, like, they got sleep. They made sure that they were, like, just chilling. And we, that's when our team chemistry started growing was when we started hanging out with each other more instead of going out to parties and, you know, trying to have, have like, fun, like, living the college life. Because, like, there's no happy medium. You don't, like, you don't... Like can do both. You can't choose to do both. Live the college life and live a baseball player's life in college. My favorite days were just hanging out with the boys, playing cornhole in the six fourteen. We had a cornhole tournament one time. Oh my god! Yeah. That was my favorite year. That was the second year too. That was oh my god. That a part just the boys hanging out on the balconies, chilling. Well, yeah, we we would go down to. We go down to yours, or we would be at mine, or A twelve was A twelve. Yeah, because we had six fourteen and six twelve back and yeah. forth, and then we'd go up to A twelve usually at night. Because you guys were like the party apartment. <laughs> yeah, because no, because no one had a house. Yeah. Jay, you guys got evicted. Almost, you you guys almost got evicted, didn't you? Yeah, we almost got evicted. <laughs> I remember telling mom, my mom that I was like, Mom, I might not have a spot to live. That's good. I'll keep you posted. Bye. Voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I called her purposely during school. Mom, <laughs> might not have a spot she, to live. She was on my mom's special ed teacher, so I, so I kind of uh, 
strategically placed by phone calling busy. her. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not gonna call her and have to tell her that. That's hilarious. You're scared of your mom. I was scared of my mom, dude. Take out a fucking wooden spoon and chase her around the house. Old little Italian woman. You ever get soap in the mouth? Oh, I got soap in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll have soap in the mouth. Didn't really help me in my adult years. I should start no. doing it again. <laughs> kind of catch myself, like hold myself accountable to that. I, I don't I don't curse in front of the guys. Like I want like I really want to like set an example like as a professional. Like I don't get mad at the umps. Like I'm like guys like the umps are gonna make bad calls. They come here and they dedicate their time for sixty for sixty bucks. Like they get extra money doing this. Like. Sometimes they're gonna be they're not like professional umpires. They're not doing this for a living. Hard disagree. Yeah, I get I get pretty pissed off. I get fired up some days. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like you guys are different kinds of coaches. It has to be an egregious call though. Like I'm not gonna get mad over some like little stuff. It has to be an accumulation too. It's not just one call that flips the switch. It has to be a pattern of missed calls, and it's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? So, at some point, you have to do your job, buddy. So the one, the one umpire was a little timid. Uh, the second game of our of our Diamond Nation tournament, he was a little timid with making calls, um, and he literally didn't call anything when our runner like took out our catcher. A runner took out our catcher. Dude, that happened with me. But lost my mind. But the thing is, he called him out because, because like he got he got him, like he tagged him out, like he held on to the ball. But um, the umpire called him out, but like he was didn't know if he wanted to throw him out or anything. We gave him a warning because we wanted him to play because there was college coaches there. But like the other, we just like the uh, coach came over, the third base coach for the other team came over, and he's like, "I'm really sorry. He's gonna he's gonna hear about this like after the game," and I'm like. No, no, as long as no one got hurt, I'm not really upset. Like, I, that's what, like, the main thing is, the safety aspect of it. Because you get you get an injury like that, like, in concussions. Like, concussions come, like, to a lot of people. Like, a lot of people are out a long time because of concussions. Yeah, dude. Seems like the first time you get it, the more likely they are. Yes. Like, like look at, like, even Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier had that. Oh, who, someone that... Uh, what's his name from? He was on the Blue Jays, and he was on the Diamondbacks before he went to the Yankees. Uh, he was the third baseman last year before Andrew Hart like took over the spot. Mark Reynolds, not Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds. Reynolds. What? <laughs> what was the third baseman back in the game? Uh, what Kyle? That's a random name to throw out there. Headley, not Headley. He Headley left to back to San Diego. Todd Frazier. No, nah, Todd. Not Todd. Love Todd. Todd left after that year too. He went to the Mets. Um, oh my God, he got traded over. Look, look up the 2018. No, refusing to do it. You're refusing to do it. I'm refusing to do it. This is like a slugfest. I want us to Billy's remember Mets. it because we have a better baseball knowledge than that. All right, let's go keep talking about it so we can get this. Get. Yeah. We're trying to guess the name. Come on, keep describing him. He had a lot of migraines and concussions. Like he got traded to the Blue Jays for Jay Happ. He was part of the deal. He was the one, like one of the major leaguers that he sent, like the one major leaguer that they sent. Edwin Encarnacion. Okay, I'm not even gonna ask anymore. I'm trying to think. Dude. And he played for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, he played for the Diamondbacks the year before when they went to the World. Uh, not the World Series. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the World Series, eh? Yeah, now the NLDS where they got swept by the Dodgers. And the Dodgers went on and did their Dodger thing and lost. Was he a Latin place. guy? No. No. I am drawing a huge blank. But wow, dude. The point of that, we'll get the name at some point, but, like, the point of it was that, like, he was having migraines and, concu- like, concussion sy- like, symptoms for like, the whole year until he got traded. He was killing it, too, because he's a guy that, like, works hard and everything like that. So it's hard to see, like, those kind of guys struggle and, like, are working their ass off and they have migraines because of concussions. Yeah, it's tough. CT, remember those? Remember those impact tests you used to take? Yo, do you ever do the, the do the baseline test too? Did the we, concussion? Did you guys purposely like score lo- score low on that test so that you're like Drury? I won't confirm Dr- or Brandon die. Drury. That's who it was. Mark Reynolds. <laughs> Mark Reynolds. Yeah, dude. Dude, back to the, but the back to those impact tests. Like we probably purposely, like scored low. Like I mean, the, what are the odds of me like getting a concussion on the I mound? I won't confirm or deny that I did that. Yeah, don't do that, kids. Like if you're listening to that, don't score high. Make sure you're safe. Number one, health is important. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I may have allegedly. I think there were so many, dude, there were so many changes from the first year to the last year. From, like, staff-wise, I thought they brought in more positive staff that really wanted to help the kids with, like, injuries and stuff like that. On the, oh, yeah, dude. The, like the athletic fir- training, the, our first two years, the athletic training team absolutely sucked. All I remember is Mercedes and Gwen. I just, I don't, I don't even remember anybody's name couldn't tell you. And then they brought in, like, student ones. I was like, I want the real ones. Where are <laughs> yeah, they? where are our real ones? I can't say I ever went to the athletic trainers at NC... Or at, um, Arcadia? Yeah. yeah at well, NCC, I was I really close to. with both the trainers that we had. Vanessa, my first year. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty sure his name was Chris my second year. Glad your girlfriend's right behind you, too. <laughs> She already knows. I already told her about it. Vanessa. <laughs> she was a trainer down in Florida, dude. Yeah. Um, so she yeah. was probably attractive. She was... <laughs> yeah, Bob. Um, but so she went to school there, so she was worse with the football team there, and then she went to ESU... And NTC has, like, this thing where, like, their athletic training position is a partnership with ESU, and you get one of their students, but, like, they're good and they know what they're doing. And I was really close with the athletic training staff there at Arcadia and Matt. No, once, once Heather, Danielle, and, uh... Get them going! Jill oh, no, good backup. Good backup. They, they really... They really bought in on, like, the whole getting the best out of, like, you. And really... Like, for me, I know Heather went, like, very individualized on me, like, cause for, like, my specific injury, because she didn't know, like, a, a lot about it, and she, like, invested her time into it. And those are just good moves, also, by Granada. Yeah. I, I think, like, the one thing... Yeah, Todd tried his best with me. Todd, yeah, like, but, like, I think Granada put the best resources... He saw 
the laziness. He saw the inefficiencies in our system, and he completely, like, changed everything. He's like, all right, you don't want to take your job seriously? I don't want you part of my staff. Yeah. No, no, there were so many changes, too, dude. I mean, like, even, like, for the team, like, we were saying earlier, we people used to drink all the time before games. Oh, yeah. Like, our starting shortstop, well, shortstop third baseman, he would get drunk all the time, wouldn't he? Yeah. It just, like, and, like, really? stuff like I, that, yeah. I remember one time in high school, this is actually really Dude, I just remember seeing the, sh- the shirts that said, we're a drinking team with a baseball problem. Yeah, yeah. the problem was that we only won nine games. Saw <laughs> so those shirts and I was like, yeah. That was a, the, base, the baseball problem is the drinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, but, like, that's how, like, we kind of saw it ourselves, like, I mean... That that senior class was definitely a fan of drinking. Like it was, and like when when you when we're talking about these changes, that everybody bought in in twenty seventeen. Yeah, everybody was in. They all like we wanted to win the mag. We had something to prove. Yeah, and we stopped. We we didn't fuck around with with drinking or doing anything the night before games. Yeah, like we. We were we prepared and like we took practice very serious because when you practice, that's how you gain confidence. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Outpitch podcast. I appreciate your uh, listening ship, as I would say. Uh, <laughs> but thank you again, and I would really appreciate it if you shared this. Um, if you got any kind of value out of it, please share. Um, there's probably someone out there that you probably think of when you're listening to me that it resonates to that person or resonates with you, and I can't wait for uh, you to listen in on the journey and to uh, be able to relate to these experiences. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs>